0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad, Anul Polat. Welcome to an episode that is going to make you very hungry, because I'm very hungry right now after recording this episode all about Japanese superfoods, which is the name of the book that we're going to talk about. That is Japanese Superfoods, Learn the Secrets of Healthy Eating and Longevity, the Japanese Way. My guest today is Yumi Komatsu Daira, and she is going to talk about what is so different about Japanese food, what the ingredients are, and most importantly, how you can cook these foods at home. And it's not as intimidating or as scary or as difficult as you might be thinking. I don't know about you, but when I think about Japanese food, I think about very intricate and difficult to make. And it turns out it's not that at all, actually. Uh, So we talk all about that. We talk about some of the key ingredients to Japanese cuisine, their health benefits, and some of the best things to try if you're new or if you're advanced. we we'll talk about all that in this episode. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Yumi Komatsu Daira. Thank you very much, uh, Yumi, for joining the podcast. I just hit record, and I, I always tell people this, that I always get into almost really great conversations before I hit record, so I'm always quick to to hit record so we don't miss any of those. Um, but th- we were just talking about food, if everybody who's listening is wondering Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, I saw your book. I was really interested in it mainly because when I went to Japan, when I visited Japan, one thing I noticed, people ask me, what's Japan like? I'm like a lot of things, but the food is the first thing that comes to mind. And it's not only the ingredients, but it's the presentation of the food. The, the sort of the the portions of everything like it's very thoughtful you know it's 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 you very calculated and you're eating so many colors and like vegetables and fish and meats it's it's a really great uh, cuisine um and I wanted to learn more more about it. Um, but you know before we get into that uh, what's your background and how did you get into? you know, mm-hmm. foods,
1: <laughs> writing
0: about superfoods.
1: Yeah, thank you, Neil. And I'm so honored to be here and talking and sharing my um, experience with food. Uh, my name is Yumi Komastaira, and uh, I was born in Tokyo and grew up in Saitama, which is right next over. It's like a suburbs of uh, Tokyo, and uh, my family I started the CV um, Prevair company. So all my life, I've been eating, reading, playing with sea vegetables. And um, now I live in New York City where I'm a a Japanese culinary instructor, recipe developer, author, food stylist, and photographer, and also a chef um, on the weekend at Enoteca Malia in Staten Island. And I also work in my family seaweed business, uh, founded my parents, and uh, where I land international division of the business called K So I've been um, teaching how to use sea vegetables. And now I have this book, uh, Japanese Superfood, <laughs> my uh, dream book that uh, was published by, um, Publisher, uh, Taro, Taro Publisher. Yeah. And then I did all the photography and recipe and everything pretty much to share my um, my knowledge and my passion through uh, Japanese cuisine. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And the photos are amazing because the food is yeah. uh, it's just so vibrant. You know, it's it it really like it really is something. You look at it and you're like, it looks like art, but I want to eat it, <laughs> so it's oh, a great I, combination. It,
1: you know, the funny thing is that I never done any photography all my life. I never owned a camera. I I had no idea if I could do this, but my uh, initial editor from Tuttle, um, this wonderful editor Kathy, she uh, saw me in this talent that I didn't know. And she really encouraged me to take all my images. So I spent all my deposit money from the book to investing expensive um, camera. And I just learned on on the go. Yeah, so it's really amazing. Um, Turn on me, yeah.
0: It looks great, and and we do talk about tech on this podcast from time to time. So I'm curious, what camera it is out of out of curiosity, which camera you chose?
1: uh, (laughs) uh, I have the Nikon.
0: Okay.
1: Nikon, like I didn't even know how to pronounce um, Nikon in English because all I know is Nikon. (laughs) That much, my knowledge was um, camera was so so little. Yeah. It's really amazing.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> photos the that. photos came out great and the composition is also great. Um,
1: yeah, thank you. And, um, and
0: and I love the use of the different ing- like even like if you just take something like sushi for example, there's so many ingredients in such a small package. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um so my experience in Japan was this common you know, in Japanese cuisine, or was I just seeing the the tourist <laughs> foods? Is this how people eat at home? You know.
1: Um. So going back to what you mentioned, uh, by the way, I was very impressed about your comment about um, different presentation, the beautiful element of different ingredients in the plate, smaller portions. These are something that I keep. Teaching to uh, kids here through my um, teaching job, that um, you you um, pinpointed, and I I was really impressed. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the typical Japanese meal I always wanted to practice is called ichiju sansai, uh, which means you have the soup and the rice and then three uh, side dishes. So the main dish would be grilled fish or green, uh, grilled meat, like some sort of protein, and then two little vegetable or tofu dishes as a set meal. So this is like a traditional and nutritious um, meal plan that we've been eating for centuries. But today's um, you know busy lifestyle Um, You know, people, some people practice, but I would say a lot of uh, dietary requirements are changing. Uh, More um, people choose to eat more convenient way, more prepared food. But the foundation is well balanced, just like you said. Um, uh, And then variety of different ingredients in the small plate is also um, uh, practiced today. Yeah, so when you travel to Japan, just pop into any restaurant, you see a lot of these set menus. Uh, instead of having one gigantic macaroni cheese on the plate in the, that you see in the States, yeah, we have more variety of um, different ingredients that you see on the plate. And then also, um, you also mentioned that uh, it's uh, beautifully presented and um, uh, um, in Japan, we call me de taberu. Me means eyes, taberu is to eat. So you first eat with your eyes. So the presentation um, is very important and it's a big part of Japanese cuisine. However, um, um, not everybody practicing daily lives. So these are a great um, foundation that we should uh, keep reminding ourselves that um, just take a little time to just maybe use a different plating or, you know, put a seasonal, um, you know, vegetables, colorful vegetables for for your eyes and nutrition. These are the, like a Japanese sensibility that I try to express in my book. Yeah.
0: Yeah, aesthetics are very important, I think. And I, mm-hmm. I I remember, you know, outside of the restaurants, you have those plastic, I think they're little plastic de- de- kind of models of the food. Mm-hmm. And so you can see what the oh, meal yeah, is going to yeah. look like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've, I I had never seen that anywhere else in the world. And, and it really is true because it does add to, it makes you, I find that it makes you eat slower. I find yeah. that it makes you kind of, look at mm-hmm. the plate a little bit to see what you know what's there. Mm-hmm. Um so it's 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 very interesting that the aesthetic portion, which with food sometimes we don't think a lot about, uh especially yeah. when we're in a rush to eat.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's um it's challenging, you know, right now, um uh, with um, you know, we all have a busy life with different you know different things going on it's not like we have less time we have more convenient um things to help our lives a little bit easier but you know internet definitely takes a lot of time of time from us to really invest in what's what's important as a foundation of um healthy eating you know cooking your own meal at home taking a little time to sit down with your family. Um, You know, these are getting less and less. So throughout my book, um, I have a lot of um, family meal that you can make a lot in a big portion and just share with your family or friends. Like I I have this um, hot pot dish that is very easy. You just throw everything in the pot but then um, you have your friends, family sitting on the table and just have opportunity to, you know, to catch up each other during the meal. Um, These are the things that I I think it's, um, it's very important um, to to keep um, um, expressing um, my book. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know
0: what to say. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, I, I mean, and uh, for me, I guess there are so many ingredients that you point out in the book, but I think we have to focus, at least for me, two of them stood out. Well I? I want to mm-hmm. start with the first one, which is seaweed. Yeah. Um, first of all, what is a seaweed farm? Is it do the is there a farm or do you, do you collect it from the ocean or do you grow it like a crop? How does uh, I have um, no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we don't farm. We actually recurate from those uh, different type of seaweed from different parts of Japan. And uh, uh, we have wild seaweed versus farm seaweed. And the, the business was started because my father is from um, Iwate Prefecture, where one of the major seaweed called wakame seaweed. I don't know if you have seen it. When you have miso soup, you see this black little thing floating on the miso soup. Yep. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is called uh, wakame seaweed. It's the leafy part of the seaweed. It's very tender and soft and moist. So he wanted to bring something from where he from. And distributed in um, in metropolitan area, there is no ocean, so for um, so that kind of seaweed, it's it's hard to have wild. Although we we still um, source farm um, um, seaweed from the farmer, but majority. Uh, it's hard to to get the wild seaweed for uh for Wakami seaweed that kind of seaweed the majority is farmed yeah and then also you have the kombu seaweed which is i don't know if you have seen uh hard dashi dashi broth which is also very um, um important ingredients for japanese cuisine it was at the long um dry seaweed so they uh, we we have some um, product that they uh, they harvest and also the wild tree cat, so it's a combination of farm and then um, just naturally grown.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned in the book, uh, dashi is the mm-hmm. is the foundation of Japanese food, the, yeah. the the backbone of 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 the soups. Mm-hmm. What what so is that that's the ingredient that you're going to find? That's that flaky seaweed that you're going to find in pretty much a lot of the cuisine, right And yeah, why
1: so, uh, <laughs> why So dashi is made from kombu kelp, which is the long um, seaweed that you see. It looks almost like a black stick when you see at the store. Sometimes they cut into small pieces, but sometimes long and folded. So the dashi is the clear broth. By itself, it's it's doesn't have the distinctive flavor, but it helps to layer and bring up the uh, the best possible um, flavor uh, for the ingredients that you're cooking with. So the dashi is made from kombu kelp and um, uh, also shiitake mushroom if you're vegan. But the the basic dashi that you call dashi in japanese is called uh, to use two ingredients one is the kombu the other one is the dry tuna a katsuobushi the bonito flake yeah so when you mix the plant base and then the dry dry fish which is the animal base the the umami flavor um jumps up seven to eight times uh, more. So um, throughout this book, I encourage people to mix those ingredients to have the maximum um, flavor from those ingredients. But um, dashi is made from mainly dry ingredients. So that means it's already, the flavor is already concentrated. So not like western soup stock made with fresh ingredients like chicken bones or uh, herbs. Japanese soup stock is very quick and then very simple to make because of the ingredients the bonito flake or the seaweed are already dry and concentrated flavor.
0: And what makes it a super what is first of all I guess what what is a superfood? How is it different than so, uh, regular food?
1: So, okay, superfood defines as the food that has um, a lot of different nutritional benefits. So, for instance, um, you know, each country, I believe, has different kind of superfood, like your um, background being Turkish, uh, maybe turmeric or black coriander seeds or black coriander oil that I heard, something like that kind of um, the food that gives you a great benefit. Uh, we have that kind of uh, superfood ingredients too as Japanese cuisine. Um, like for instance, the, the fermented food, um, the best example would be a miso, miso paste. Yeah, that's one of our superfoods. It um, has a great benefit for gut health Uh, uh, boost up the immune system, also um, amazing um, savory flavor that you get. Um, Just using a a tiny little bit of uh, flavoring goes uh, amazing um, flavor and also health benefit. So I just um, pick few key ingredients that I believe what makes Japanese food so healthy. So it could be, um, you know, koji, uh, which is the um, um, Aspergillus orase. It's a healthy mold that is responsible for create, um, you know, sake, uh, rice vinegar, soy sauce, all kinds of uh, condiments that we use in daily basis in Japanese cuisine. Um, that's a very important superfood, seaweed, of course, Packed with high mineral vitamins. Also, people don't know about uh, much of a seaweed is that it packs with high amount of protein. So, if you are vegan and um, looking for something, you know, great benefit versus, um, you know, eggs or meat, seaweed gives a great um, nutritional balance, omega three fatty acid, great for digestion. So um oh, not enough. Yeah. So many. Oh, I'm sorry. So oh. many uh, different elements of ingredients that we can talk about that is really great for your body.
0: And, and- Japan has a very long life expectancy when you look at, at you know life expectancies yeah. around the world. So mm-hmm. the food must have it seems maybe has a, a big part of that
1: yeah uh yeah I recently learned about um birdzone diet. Uh, Bird mm-hmm. diet. like Okinawan diet was one of the um, diets that they picked to talk about it and yeah Okinawa is a uh, certain part of Japan where people live longer healthier life um and um you know they they eat a lot of uh, seaweed and with a small amount of um, protein like pork there is a famous dish that they cook with seaweed and a little bit of pork and uh, or they, they drink a lot of green tea um, stuff like you know, stuff like that it's very interesting as a Japanese um, looking at Japan from outside um, What what is the, um, the idea behind it it's something that I wanted to uh, demystified um, Japanese cuisine in my view as a Japanese person living in overseas. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because a lot of the ingredients can seem very exotic uh, to yeah. people, and a lot of them are very specific to Japan. I mean, a lot of the the ingredients and foods you don't find in many other places. How do you um, recommend people source the ingredients that, that you would make in a typical Japanese dish?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. Because um, actually, I wrote this book during the pandemic. And um, when I experienced lockdown, I have a hard time finding certain ingredients. So so that was actually eye-wakening um, I would say most of the ingredients, the key ingredients you can find online easily. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, like local sourced vegetable, like like you said, certain vegetables, I have a hard time. So I, um, I had to change the recipe or come up with a substitution during the process of rewriting the recipe. Um, because of pandemic, uh, gave me a um, greater idea as to what people can switch and change. And my conclusion to your question is that if you have the key ingredients, um, it is very easy. It's easier than you think to make Japanese food at home. Like-
0: yeah, the- yeah, oh, no, I'm glad you you, you say that because yeah. it seems intit it does seem intimidating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: but mm-hmm. I feel like I see seaweed all over the world. I see seaweed for sale in in supermarkets. Yeah. It's something that's that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually like a small Japanese section in a lot of places, or at least Asian <laughs> food section where you do find it. I'm surprised. How many places around the world you can find seaweed? You can't. Oh, you can, yeah. I mean, like it's I'm surprised that, that it's so widespread.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know what? Seaweed, after all, it's the sea vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and um in Japan it's pretty much um straightforward. Um what can be eaten and what can be eaten but since I moved to the States, I see all kinds of different um, type of series that I never see. So um, if I find something interesting, I will buy it and send it to my sisters. I have two sisters back home who are also in the business. So I will just um, ask them like, what is this? What do you know about this? Can we get this from Japan? And mostly they say, um, no, it's, I think it's, it's really um, special to the local, you know? Cause I have seen people forging uh, freely, right? Mm-hmm. By the shoreline uh, in Europe, or um, I, I, I don't know which country exactly, but yeah, it's it's more, I think easy, or at least the environment seems to be catered to freely forging and enjoy
0: the seaweed. Yeah, I, I think seaweed gets, it's not really thought of as a health food or it's not more popular. I think mm-hmm. because of the name, it doesn't sound very good, right? It sounds like <laughs> sound weed, you know? It's It sounds like something that's just like uh, ocean trash, right? Yeah. It's just a weed, you know? It's not something, you don't think of it as something you would eat because we don't, you know, eat Yeah. You know, other, yeah, so... I totally um,
1: understand. I, I should call it sea vegetables. Uh, which I try to call sea vegetables. Is that better, right? It sounds
0: much <laughs> better. Yeah, it sounds it sounds much better. You're like, oh, sea vegetables, they must be good for yeah. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where should somebody start? Like if they want to if they want to jump into making uh, you know a Japanese dish, let's say yeah. they're new, they're, they're not familiar with the ingredients or the preparation. Mm-hmm. What's a good one to start with? Do you have a, a favorite?
1: Yes, actually, I love this question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so I would start with try making dashi, just because dashi is the the most one of the most important element of Japanese home cooking, and then it is very easy. It's so much easier than what you think. But the outcome using the the real ingredients the whole ingredients like real kombu bonito flake and if you know how to make um tea you know how to make tea yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so you can make dashi i have a a recipe that if you have the teapot you just put everything in the teapot and pour the hot water and just make an instant uh, dashi broth and then um if you have miso paste at home or even soy sauce if you don't have miso soup you just add into uh you, you just add the small amount of miso paste or by the way miso paste is the fermented soybean paste mm. and or soy sauce into the cup and then pour the broth that you just see and then just mix the throw a few um you know chopped uh, green onions or seaweed flakes and just make a instant miso soup at home it's i would say maybe what, 3 3 minutes <laughs> I don't know, 5 minutes <laughs> okay.
0: that's great yeah. <laughs> i don't so, think it can be easier than that
1: <laughs> yeah um you know does she uh, a lot of people today use um you know granulated powder mm-hmm. and uh, um i don't deny it that if that's what you have um uh, you know that's your choice to to use it and um um you know these are uh i would say artificial flavor a lot of additives so i would recommend it um if you want to try the authentic real flavor with all this um superfood benefit that uh you know vitamins and minerals, all this great benefit for your acknowledgement, um, I would just encourage you to to use the, the real ingredients that you can easily purchase online um, or the local Asian stores. Yeah, so I would say number one is the miso soup.
0: Miso soup. <laughs> and now going to the end of the spectrum, what is yeah. the hardest thing to make? What is What is a very difficult dish that you think
1: <laughs> uh, for Japanese, um, I would say um, maybe let's say like sushi because
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to know where to get the best quality um, sushi and uh, no best quality low fish the mm-hmm. sashimi, yeah. So. To know right ingredients for raw fish, I think you have to have experience and knowledge as to how to pick the right ingredients um, because sushi is such an iconic um, dish. I have some recipe um, that I introduce sushi dish um, with the fish and with the fish. So. Um, my sushi um, recipes is use salmon um, uh, salmon sashimi, which is um, relatively easy to find in, in the States. So um, if you want to try something sushi at home, um, you can choose that kind of um, uh, more easy to source ingredients. But in general terms... Um, yeah, sushi maybe to create the same kind of uh, feeling. Um it might be a little difficult. So yeah. start
0: with start with the miso and then work your way up to potentially making sushi in one day if, if you want the advanced, <laughs> yeah. a- advanced level.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean what's what's the home cooked meal to you? You know, it's like a comfort food, right? Like mm-hmm. you can eat every day, the rice dish, the vegetables. I must start from something that you can debate um, in terms of ingredients.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. what I like about the 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 book and Japanese cuisine is it's very flexible. You can mm-hmm. you can like if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you can mm-hmm. make a couple of exchange swaps, you know, for ingredients, mm-hmm. and it it's more or less you know you have the the elements. Um, yeah, if you're missing some vegetable you know when you have the foundations if you're mm-hmm. missing a vegetable or you can add a vegetable or a meat or whatever you know it seems like you can kind of play with it once you get the 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 basic elements down
1: yeah definitely i have this recipe one recipe that was used bamboo shoot it's bamboo shoot it's one of my favorite um have you ever tried before yes Oh one yeah. oh my god that's very good yeah yeah so like <laughs> Forging it is so, so much fun during the springtime. I have a lot of fun memory with my parents kicking the ground and try to find the pointed uh, tip of the um, you know, bamboo shoot coming out the shoot. <laughs> uh, during the pandemic, I couldn't find, I couldn't go out to get it or I, um, I couldn't get the fresh one. So I start experimenting using what I found in American supermarket. And I found that the zucchini was pretty close texture. So I have this um, rice recipe, chirashizushi, which is a scattered sushi dish that is vegetarian, friendly dish. Um, I use um, uh, zucchini instead of bambushi. And yeah, something like that is very important um, recipe to be able to switch and change what's available in your area yeah
0: yeah and and i think that makes it less intimidating right like if you can switch an ingredient Mm -hmm. or two uh some i guess there's different types of cooks or there's people who are very uh focused on the recipe like specific and some people are more flexible Mm-hmm. um in the book though it's you you leave room for flexibility there right so like you can kind of play around a little bit it's not super it's not like uh baking a cake where you kind of have to be very uh precise uh, you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much for pointing that out yeah i appreciate that uh you know what because i never trained um professional chef or i never went to coronary school um to learn how to cook, it's everything is, I learned everything from my mother's and my grandmother's kitchen. And I'm, I'm a, um, I am have a kid and I have a busy lifestyle. I mean, who has time to do all this regiment today? <laughs> yeah, I'm all about shortcut and what can you illuminate to make it uh, easy? Because, I mean, like you said, Japanese cuisine to uh, a lot of people, feel like this is a restaurant food. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to have um, Japanese food, let's go to the restaurant.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So but um I want to I want to tell you it's it's one of the easiest um simplest cuisine that you can cook at home. And trust me when I say it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you know, I think for people who are listening, um, mm-hmm. you you have to take a look at the book uh, Japanese Superfoods. <laughs> you have to see the pictures. You're gonna want to eat what you see in the book, and
1: uh, thank you so much. It will
0: encourage you to to try it. I I don't. I think you're right. You know, now that you mention it, not a lot of people go. What are you cooking? You know, people will say, oh, Italian or Indian food, or the you rarely hear Japanese. It seems like because it's it does seem very like advanced cooking, but it doesn't, like you say, people on a daily basis are eating every day. So they're not going to make something super hard, complicated every day at home, right? Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And I have to point it out that, you know, most of the key Japanese ingredients are already done by the people who manufacture it. So um, you really need um, minimum effort Because, like for instance, when you try to season the soy sauce, the miso, these are all beautiful fermented condiments. So uh, this, you know, those manufacturers spend month and month crafting those condiments to come to life, so that you can use it. So, um, you know, if you have few of those important key ingredients you can make Japanese food at home um, so easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I hope people, you know, try it. I I think it's encouraged me to try uh, uh, to cook Japanese food just because I I love the cuisine. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think Japan is kind of a country that people either think about the food immediately or they don't think about it at all when they think about it as a destination to visit. To me, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't think about anything else when I think of Japan. Like people, I tell people just eat everything. It's really, <laughs> really good, you know. <laughs> and it's so different, and there's so much variety. Like you can go from one yeah. city to the other, and the cuisine is totally different. I mean, it's it's really yeah. fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, seasonality is uh, a big part of Japanese cuisines, you know, because we are a tiny little island. You know, four seasons we really celebrate each season, and then let's say you have harvested this one particular vegetable during the summertime, so much so that you start making pickles, and really repurpose during the harsh winter when the vegetable are, are less available, but you know, fermented pickles that you can really enjoy that you harvested during the summer. You know, these are really common and at least my household that I grew up, my mother would like pickle everything during those, um, you know, month of a large harvesting uh, vegetables and then, uh, you know, get ready to eat those, um, you know, labor, labor intensive pickling, um, you know, vegetable during the winter that we are missing something, you know.
0: Um, yeah, and, and you, you know that in, you know in the book, there's a lot of talk about fermentation. There's a lot of fermented foods or yeah. ingredients, and it's a big part of the, the cuisine and, and has many health yeah. benefits as well.
1: Yeah, so um, actually when I was uh, little, my father showed me how to make miso at home. And I still remember when he opened the big barrel, I saw a puddle, just floating on the surface of the miso, and it was so uh, like umber, almost like a dark syrupy looking. And I had no idea. I told miso what's just the paste. And then I asked him, what is this? And then he he told me it's uh, um the soy sauce called tamari, that it's beautiful flavor. it's uh, we we eat with little fish. So let's dip a little sashimi in. And then I, I had the first taste. It was so like, uh, you know, pakkizumami. And um, it's so crazy. So many years passed, I still remember the first sip of the tamari, homemade tamari, And um, I don't know, these little things that really ingrained me today, writing my book, um yeah definitely
0: and is that I was going to ask you is that um your favorite I was gonna ask you what your favorite dish is but I I may have just heard it I'm not sure do you have
1: a <laughs> favorite dish mm-hmm. um yeah um I have so many favorites you know it's it's hard to pinpoint it which one is my favorite um but in terms of Japanese um, cuisine, my very favorite thing is going back to the basic, the dashi. Definitely. You know, when you come back from long day of work, you feel like so washed out. I mean, what do you want to eat? It's like I want the big bowl of the broth. You know? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I don't even put uh, miso. I just want, to have the ocean goodness so, <laughs> so. Uh, it
0: is perfect for winter too when it's cold as well you know it's yeah. like that great
1: mm-hmm. yeah makes me feel so comfort, comforting and calm and peaceful yeah so <laughs> well, for
0: people listening uh, all of those ingredients are, are listed in the book uh I think uh, you know seaweed probably everybody has heard of dashi probably everybody has not heard of but there's mm-hmm. two new ingredients for you to use and play with and to cook with um i really appreciate your time this has been fascinating uh, I, thank
1: you.
0: I, i'm trying to remember a dish i had in japan and i asked somebody what's yeah. their favorite dish and he said Oh, it's winter, so you need to eat this one dish. And I cannot remember the name right now. It was like... Yeah, I can't... You know what? I'm going to look it up. Is that Nabe? No, it's not Nabe. It's Uh, not um... Nabe. I'm going to see if I can find... People are (laughs) are listening like, what is he doing? I'm like, I got to find this one that I had, which I really liked. Um, When
1: did you you go to visit?
0: uh, So the last time was probably... Uh, it's been probably like eight years now.
1: Oh my uh, God!
0: Yeah, it's been a That's long a time. been a
1: long time. Yeah. You
0: have to go back. I really want to go back. I, yeah. I. It's one of my favorite places to to travel. Um, and it's uh-huh. like to eat. Like I said, it's just
1: <laughs> to it's, eat. Yeah, you eat from breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner.
0: I think I, I found eat? it.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, sukiyaki. That is the Oh really my God
1: yes 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 that's amazing oh my god i i had to struggle whether i'm gonna keep the skiaki recipe or not because that's actually my favorite too
0: oh it's yeah it's great
1: (laughs) you know the um the meat sometimes it's hard to find the thing uh so by the way skiaki is this hot pot that you have the broth made with mirin soy sauce a little sugar and then cook uh with a block of tofu um thinly sliced beef right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you got the like noodles a lot of mushrooms oh so good Yes yeah.
0: mm-hmm. And when I went you know I he, my friend recommended the restaurant and yeah. he said just go and I I had no idea <laughs> and I went Yeah and there was like this little booth and I went to the booth and yeah. Someone came in and started preparing stuff and left, and I didn't know. Oh. do I eat? and then they came in and prepared some more and left and then it was like this whole meal uh-huh. and each like each point and then i I drank something in between like you you have to drink something in between. it was very yeah. specific, but it was a great experience. amazing. I, I really enjoyed it so i yeah. I always think of Japan. I think of that is one of the foods uh, I think of
1: yes uh did you can I ask you? Mm-hmm. Did you eat with the raw eggs?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh good. Yeah. So it's yeah. like um. Sometimes when I talk about this, my friend in America just think, "Oh, that's so crazy," but the raw egg is like a biggest thing over there. And yeah, I'm glad you tried it with the raw eggs.
0: Yeah, it it was great. It, it was it was really great. It doesn't it doesn't really taste much different, really? Um, like it gives
1: like a richness, right? Yes
0: yeah it mm-hmm. adds it definitely adds uh, a lot to the to the flavor and then yeah mm-hmm. it is just it's wonderful so it's
1: um, amazing that's but, uh, I, I think it's one of the most popular Dutch uh for even Japanese people oh great yeah <laughs> whenever I go home i I ask my family to take me there and then every time <laughs> I don't miss out. Awesome.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was a great recommendation and a great experience. And like you said, like you had when you were a child, I, when I think of Japan, I, that's one of the memories I, I think of, I remember that experience (laughs) so well, because the food was great. It was also an experience, um, you know, and and I had no idea what was going on. So that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to be coming up next mm-hmm. it was like a oh. whole whole meal so it was great Yeah, it was fantastic
1: mm-hmm. no english I nope.
0: zero <laughs> zero like zero and they just saw me and they kind of knew. like i knew at the time i had a couple of japanese phrases and words i knew but yeah. they were so you they had they knew i just said what i i, I don't mm-hmm. even think i ordered i think they just started bringing me mm-hmm. things um
1: oh nice
0: and it was great, yeah, a fantastic <laughs> experience. So I highly recommend it.
1: Um, yes. Oh, you make me think. Maybe I'll make it tonight. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Sweet.
1: Yeah, it's so good, and it's so easy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I I look forward to uh to trying to cook some of my own uh, Japanese superfoods, and I hope people listening. Thank you so much. Uh, really uh, pick up the book I will leave a link to it down in the show notes so everybody can check it out there. Uh, make sure wow, for those of you who are not watching the video version
1: <laughs> uh, the
0: foods on the screen are uh,
1: this is Oh, that looks one. so good. Yeah. yeah oh, this... Can I show you my favorite dish? Sure. Um. So this one is so close to my heart uh, because it's a, my grandmother's uh, recipe that I grew up eating and um, this is like my go-to. I don't know how many times I've been making this even oh. um, since I was re- writing this book. This one, I just made it for um, Christmas party and then also I had a book lunch last week in New York and then I made this one.
0: It looks great. Is it, It's noodles and
1: uh, so the things that onion. look like noodle, it's the egg threads that I cut into like uh, a egg. Uh, no, noodles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but this one was uh, passed uh, on from my grandmother. When we have a birthday as a kid, she will always show up with this uh, beautiful lacquer box, the bento box.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Filled with this uh, rice, big box of this dish. And come to visit to celebrate every um birthday that we had. So yeah. So this one, um, everything you can make in a head, and then you just store everything in the fridge, and then the day that you assemble, you just make rice. That's it. And you mix it. So it's yeah. I, I think
0: people that, that's that's <laughs> definitely the one to try. It looks very yeah uh, very you. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you again for your time. Like I said, I'll thank leave the link so for the books everywhere you can find books um, in the show notes, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, keep in touch. If you have any other uh, anything coming up, a- any events or other books or recipes uh, you'll be sharing, yes. let us know, and uh, we'll be happy to share it. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time too. Thank, thank you. you.
0: Thank you, Yumi, for being a guest on the podcast and thank all of you for listening. If you're not already eating yet or in the kitchen cooking, guys, uh, if you have a second, please make sure to leave a five star review wherever you're listening to this podcast, because it really does help us get the word out. And it is just it's it's always a nice thing to do. Five stars, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, all the others, you know where you're listening. Thanks very much for watching. Looking forward to the new year. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming up and in this second half of the season thank you again and i'll talk to you in the next episode